Like we all have acquaintances. We have people that we'll go out with, people that we'll have lunch with, people that we cry with, people that we laugh with. But what it is, when you look at your friends, what you want in a friendship, what does that look like? What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the One Loud Voice podcast. We are Phil and Amber Noblay, and we invite you to join us on our journey to being true disciples of Jesus. Each week, we gather around our table to discuss the teachings, the stories, and the people of the Bible. Along the way, we're going to talk about some misunderstandings and give you a safe space to ask questions and to learn. Our goal is to help you build a faith of your own that shows out in the way you live your life. So grab your Bibles and let's dive in. Hey everybody, welcome back to One Loud Voice. Uh, This is Phil and... Amber. And we are going to be talking about a pretty amazing topic today, I think. Yeah, so amazing I sang my name. You did. Yeah. You did. (laughs) We're, so we're in this series. Yeah. Yeah. So we're in a series about God, just understanding God from the God I see to the God that's in me to the God that I portray. But right. we're, we're breaking down this whole series right now of the God I see. So we got right. four weeks. We talked last week about God, the creator. Right. And today we're going to be talking about God, our friend. Right. Which to me, honestly, in this this is a this is a part to me that's so it's one of my favorite things to talk about. And I know we um, have limited time. Yeah. But I think because I grew up about believing about this God who was always ready to send you to hell. Yeah. Learning that this was there, that God's whole purpose was relationship. And we touched we touched on that a little bit last week. We talked a lot about it, actually, yeah. last week. Talked a lot about just this re- this God that created us for relationship. Right. And. Now, today, what we want to do is we want to dive into, okay, so what does that relationship look like? Right. How do you have a relationship with, with a God a you can't, a friendship. That's the word yeah. we're going we're to focus on, right? Not right. just, it's not, not just, just a relationship. Oh, because you can have, you have a relationship with family members, but that doesn't mean they're necessarily your friend, right? God wants yeah. a friendship. Like right. it's, it's even deeper, right? Mm-hmm. There's, so to know that, and what, what we talked about last week, that, He created man in his image. And then he spent time with Adam in the garden, talking, walking and talking with him. And that was the purpose that God said, I want this. I want to have this friendship. Yeah. Like it started in the very beginning. Friendship was never an afterthought to God. It was no from the beginning. Right. Right. Absolutely. Uh, He, he created us in his image so that, he could have this friendship relationship with right. us and, and not just a friendship, but a partnership too, right. where he could go, Hey, Adam, what do you want to call that animal? Yeah. That, hey, what, what do you want exactly. to name that animal? Hey, what do you want to call that tree? Right. And so, which for those of you who didn't know that Adam named all the animals in the garden, right? God, yeah. the Bible says that God walked them before Adam and Adam called them and then they became, which is such a cool, like it wasn't a duck bill platypus until Adam said, Hey, that looks like a duckbill platypus. <laughs> yeah, whatever. So, okay. So let's let's talk a little bit about, I think where we get confused on friendship is because I think we struggle sometimes with what exactly is a friend? Like what, 
What are attributes of a friend? Like we all have acquaintances. We have people that we'll go out with, people that we'll have lunch with, people that we cry with, people that we laugh with. But what is, when you look at your friends, what you want in a friendship, what does that look like? When I look at a yeah, friend, yeah. Uh, what I want is I, I want someone that understands me, yeah. that knows me to my core, that knows what I value. And I, I want a friend that's going to stick by me yeah. no matter what. Yeah. That's, that's the kind of things I want when I, when I have a friend. Right. You know, someone that I call a friend. Yeah. I, to me, it's somebody who celebrates when I celebrate and they, they cry when I cry. You know, there's always people that are for you when they can benefit from you. But when life gets hard, they, they dip. Right. And so yeah, yeah, it's, and I love that, like, if we all, I think everybody's listening to this. If you sat down by yourself or in your group and you started talking about what, what am I, what is a friendship to me? What we really, really look for, what we really, really long for, we find that in the very nature of God, which I think is so cool. Not, well, I just want somebody who will go get their nails done with me. Like, that's, that's not what a friendship is. I mean, your friend might go do that, but that's not what a friend is, right? Yeah. And so you see those characteristics played out in scripture. And I think that's really cool. Yeah. Um, when you were talking, I was thinking about the thing that we heard, that sermon that we heard from T.D. Jakes about talking about the three levels of people, those three circles of people yeah. in your life. Can we link that clip yeah. in the show notes? Yeah, yeah, yeah for absolutely. Because sure. we don't have time to like get into it. Yeah. But that third level is... It's, it's a, it, you have your confidant, your constituent, and your comrade. Yeah. And the confidant is the... It's a rare, a rarity in the world. You find one or two of those, mm -hmm. you have found something special. Yeah. So it's, yeah. And I, I think that we have to learn that just because we enjoy people, just because we are friendly with people, just because they, we have friendship with people, that doesn't right. make them our friend. Jesus, I mean, Jesus had thousands and then he had 12 and then he had three. That's right. And yeah. it wasn't like, oh, well, those are his favorites. Those were the people that got him the most. Do mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And, yeah. And he picked them and they picked him back. That, that, that's so powerful right there. That statement, I think, defines the kind of friendship that God is looking for with right. us. Is he picked us. For sure. He, he picked every single person that walks and breathes air on this earth. Yeah. He picked every single one of us to say, I want a relationship with you. But the friendship that God wants with us is when we pick him back. Right. When we, and it's not, what can I get out of you? Like most yeah. people, yeah. when they choose God, it's like, because I don't want eternal damnation. <laughs> I, mm -hmm. I, I want this, but yeah. do you want just that? God walking with you in the cool of the day moments, you know, not just when you're down and out or when you're celebrating, but just the consistent presence of him in your life and you guys doing life together, really, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? I think what we should do is jump here into this uh, John chapter 15, these 13 to through 15 verses. Read them. Um, well, 
you you had you go, read, okay. read, read I'm going to read them here, and then maybe you can even talk about like that. The yeah. what is it? The passion version or whatever. Yeah. Okay. So here's what it says: John fifteen thirteen through fifteen. It says, "Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know his ma- what his master is doing, but I have called you friends." For all that I have heard from my father, I have made known to you. So I, I want to point out a couple things in here that one of the things that he says is that you're my friends because you do what I command you. Right. And this, that, that isn't like, like this dictator God saying, look, Hey, you're only my friend. If you do everything I say, how I say it, when I say it, you know, but he's referring to what we just talked about. The people that picked him and said, I want to follow you. I want to do what you do. I want to look like you. I want to model my life after you. Right. And when we do that, then he says, hey, you're my friend. Well, if we're created in God's image, it is also saying, I want to live out. It's not just I want to do what, you know, do what I command. I want to live out the fullness of my creation. Like you think about it from that perspective. Mm -hmm. It's not just, okay, I obey God. No, I am living out the fullness of my existence. I, I'm not just sucking air and buying time. I'm, I'm fully living. Like there's something powerful about knowing that with God, there's no limits. We put limits on ourselves. And when we follow him, the possibilities are endless on mm-hmm. what we can do and what we can be and what we can accomplish, right? I, I just think that that's an incredible incredible thought that God's not trying to limit us. He's trying to open up opportunity that no one else can offer open up. Right. Yeah. And that, yeah. That, that's to me just the coolest picture of, because it's not this restrictive God. That's like all these rules and regulations. He's like, no, there's things I say no to because it will hurt and damage your purpose. It will yeah. hurt and damage or, or you or you. you. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, God can see way out ahead. Absolutely. He's oh. way ahead. He's way behind and he's right in the middle. And that love that that's a fantastic understanding. Right. But so let me, let me tell you this verse that you just read in now the passion translation. There's I, my, I have my study Bible. I do amplified and then the NLT um, mm. quite a bit, but I read this just curious what it, how it read in the passion translation on, um, you version, and it says, um, where are we starting? Verse 13. Verse 13. For the greatest love of all is a love that sacrifices all. And this great love is demonstrated when a person sacrifices his life for his friends. You show that you are my intimate friends when you obey all that I commanded you. I've never called you servants because a master doesn't confide in his servants. The servants don't always understand what the master is doing, but I call you my most intimate and cherished friends. For I reveal to you everything I have heard from my father. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. It's kind of like, look, I told you all the secrets. Mm-hmm. I told you my secrets, man. We're close yeah. now. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling you things that no one else knows. I'm sharing with you intimate details about the plans of the father. And like you just know, as a kid, nobody like, think back to like kindergarten when they started picking for games. When you started finding the pecking order of the social status of kindergarten, right? Yeah. Nobody wants to be left out. 
Nobody, and nobody wants to be the last to be picked. Exactly. And to know that Jesus is not looking at us and going, oh, well, you're all that's left. Like, we are always that's his good. first pick, right? Yeah. Like, do you remember the game, like, Red Rover? I, don't, I know it's like people aren't allowed to play, like, dodgeball and Red Rover and all those games. Like, it's, it's going to hurt somebody. I don't think kids play outside anymore. But anyway, when you get picked, the last two people are always like, oh. Yeah. That feeling, you know? Yeah. yeah like, oh, I was, I wasn't chosen. Right. I was left over. And the way scripture reads and what we see throughout scripture is that he is always picking us. He -hmm. is always choosing us first. We're not the leftover. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so when you were reading that, something that I got out of it, something I was thinking about is. So what about the person that's listening to us talk and saying, well, how do I get in on hearing God's secrets? Like God doesn't talk to me. God doesn't, God doesn't reveal things to me. And I think the first thing is, is, is just to know that that possibility exists there, that that's what God wants it with, with you right. is to be able to share his secrets with you is to be able to, to tell you everything. Yeah. And, and so just know that that pop, that, that's a possibility that God has put out there for you. Mm-hmm. If you'll lean into that relationship with him, he will well, talk to you. Yeah. It's okay. So it starts with just believing in his existence and mm-hmm. then it goes to inviting him into a relationship. Like you, just like you would say, Hey, that, that girl or that guy that I, you know, I have that civics class with, or, you know, that works out in the gym where I work out. Um, we seem to have a lot in common. I'm going to see if they want to go get coffee. That starts the conversation. Hey, you want to go grab a cup? You want to grab lunch after this? Do you want to, you know, whatever. And it's, it's that idea of inviting God into that relationship. Mm -hmm. He's waiting on you. Yeah. He's waiting on you. It's there. He's there. He's not changing. He's not like, look, get your life together. And then maybe I'll have time for you in the, in the biggest drunken stupor in the worst Hangover moments in the lowest of lows, in the highest of highs, in the best, in the worst. His his posture hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. And like you think about that, like how many times have we all made mistakes, woke up and had regrets? And then all of a sudden to think about that in that moment, God's posture is the same. Hey, I'm here. I'm waiting on you. Yeah. I want to yeah. I want to meet you where you're at. And we get so caught up in, man, you don't know what I've been through. You don't know the choices I've made. Yeah, he does. And he hasn't changed. He still wants that same still, relationship Because he with still you. sees what he created you to be. Yeah. And that's, that's yeah. in itself, it's a hard thing to understand. So let's, let's look more at some of these, at, at the whole idea of friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we talked about the, the fact of, and I don't even know that. I have the verse on hand right here. I can look it up. The, uh, when Jesus, when I said that I wanted somebody who would celebrate my wins, but mm-hmm. also grieve. When yeah. I grieve. Yeah. Um, the shortest verse in the Bible. Do you know what it is? Jesus wept. And do you know what it's about? Yeah. It's about his friend, right? Lazarus. Well, Lazarus died. Lazarus right. was dead for three days. Yeah. And Jesus comes up and Lazarus' sisters were like, where were you if you were here he would not be dead. Um, 
if you were here, none of this would have happened. And they were crying and they were grieving. And Jesus knew what he was about to do. He knew he was about to see, and this is in John chapter 11, okay? He knew he was about to bring Lazarus back to life. But he, in that moment, being 100% God and 100% man, saw his friends grieving. He didn't cry because he was sad Lazarus was dead. He Mm -hmm. knew what he was about to do. Yeah. He cried because they were crying. He hurt for their hurt. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? That is friendship. That is a, I'm God. I'm about to bring this joker back to life. I am, I'm going to do exceedingly abundantly more than you could ever imagine. But in this moment, because the grief that you're enduring so great, I feel that with you. Mm-hmm. Knowing I'm about to rock your world, this dude's going to get up and eat a sandwich. Like, I am feeling what you're feeling. And yeah. the two, the shortest verse in the Bible are two powerful words that line up with the friendship of God. And Jesus, yeah. Jesus wept. Yeah. yeah. So because that, it, it defines, huge. it defines everything that you were just talking about. Yeah. That person that's made mistakes, that wakes up in the morning, all kinds of regrets. Right. And still looks at, at this God that's saying, come on. I'm your friend. I, I want to be your friend. I want to yeah. be close to you. I want to share my secrets with you. And you're like, yeah, but I'm a loser. And he got, God's like, no, that's not how I see you. Right. And you know, if he was just the authority figure, he would have been like, calm down. Watch what I'm about to do. But he didn't say that. No. He didn't say that. And I, I think that. You know, we, we talk about how we can go to God as our friend, and we should. I do want to explain this. He's still God. He's yes. still Lord. Yes. So he's not, your, he's not your homeboy. You don't have to have this beautiful, eloquent prayer. You can go to him like you go to your friends, but with an understanding and a respect, he's still the creator of the universe. Yeah. He's still... It's allowing you to breathe, <laughs> you yeah, know? Right. So there, right. there's, there's still a, a, a holy reverence. Yeah. It still took the blood of Jesus. To allow that friendship. Going before and being poured out on the altar and the throne of God for you and I to have that access. So it's extremely costly right. to God to have that relationship with us. Yeah. But he still wants it. And that's why Jesus went to the cross. Right. Absolutely. Okay. So let's, let's talk about that. We can give, we can give you links of verses that support. There's so many stories of yeah, where you see yeah. the friendship and we will. of God. We'll put them in the notes in the yes. podcast. I mean, and God on the called website. David a friend, right? He, he referred to others. Like, and we can share all that. But I, w- I want to look at, there's a verse that sticks out to me. Proverbs 18, 24. You got that verse? Okay. Can you read yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. A man of many companions may come to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. And that's Jesus. Yeah. To know that like there's friends come and go, man. Mm -hmm. Relationships. I mean, you look at people that they think, oh, this relationship, this friendship, whatever will last forever. People fail. People mess up. People walk out. People lie. People. I mean, that's not that's not an excuse to be that that kind of person. No. But it's knowing that even when people fail, there's this one friend that sticks closer than 
people who have the same blood as you. Yeah. Closer than a family member, closer than your mama, Mm -hmm. closer than your daddy. Like there is a friend that sticks closer and that is the son of God. That is Jesus. Like he is there. Yeah. And it, that brings so much peace when there is so much sadness, when there's so much brokenness, when there's so much turmoil in our lives. Yeah. Yeah. There's a verse in Psalms and I, I don't, I don't want to go look it up. I'll put it in the show notes, but it says this, even when my father and my mother forsake me, then you Lord will take me up. Yeah. I love that. And that's the, that's the God that wants to have a friendship with you. So no matter what you're going through, what your future looks like, no matter how high or how low, how good or how bad life is in that moment, he's the friend that sticks closer than a brother. Right. So how do we, how do we um, get to know that friendship? Part of it is, I said, believing in him, inviting Mm -hmm. him into conversation. And if you're like, I just need to hear God speak to me. I need open your Bible. Yeah. Start, start with the verses that we will, that um, your small group leaders have for you or that we have in our show notes or whatever. Start studying. Who does God say that I am? What does this friendship look like? Read about David. Sure. Read about the relationship that God called him a man after his own heart. God referred to um, Abraham as a friend. Like there's, it's like, man, it's one thing to say, God is my friend. The whole other thing for God to say, we are his friend. And he, yeah. he's ready for that, right? right. Like he, right. that's how he's positioned this whole situation is he sure. wants us to be in friendship with him. Absolutely. And, and I would just add this to it too. If you're going through a hard time right now, one of the best things you can do, because you're like, I, I need to hear God's voice. I need to hear God speak to me. Go look up some of the, some of the, the prayers and the things that are in Psalms and pray those to God and just listen as God speaks through his word to your heart to help you get through whatever it is you're going through right now. And you're going to make it through. Yes. Can I say that? You're going to make it through. You've survived 100% of the days that you've been given, 100% of the challenges. You don't have to do it by yourself. You may be listening to this and you may be all alone in your car, at the gym. Um, But there is a friend who's got your back who laid his life down and wants you to know he feels what you feel. He sees what you're going through and he has a plan. Yeah. And it's an amazing amazing plan plan for your life. Yeah. And it's not over. Yeah. It's not over. And then I encourage you that if you are doing this by yourself, find some friends to do it with, find somebody Mm -hmm. and, and sit down and go, man, what does this look like? What, because you know what I think is cool. And I think I'll close on this. We have ideas of what we want in friendship, but when we really, when we're not specific, we kind of just let whatever happen, happen. Mm -hmm. When we can define what matters to us and we start looking for that in God, it will also help define what we need in our friends. Do you know what I'm saying? That old phrase that it's better to have four quarters than a hundred pennies. And you say, well, the value is the value. No, it's not. Mm -hmm. Like, when you start, when you start looking at your life as a life of purpose, when you start going, look, I've got places I'm going, there's stuff I'm doing, I'm not settling anymore. 
I'm not wasting my time with people who aren't doing something with their life. I can love everybody. I can be friendly to everybody. But when it comes to my inner circle, when it comes to what I want to be and who's speaking into my life, when you take that position and you start looking at what does that look like and you start finding that very, those very attributes in the nature and the heart of God, it helps define and weed out the junk in your life of the people that are just there taking advantage of you, uh, depleting your joy, mm-hmm. um, not respecting your boundaries, people that are not pushing you to be the best you can be, you know? Right. Like there's people that are listening to this right now that you are, you're putting yourself through college. You don't have anybody's help. You're, you're working towards a master's degree. You are a business professional. You are, you're looking at you threw a lot of years away and now you're trying to start over. And I want you to know you can do it. You can do it. And God's got your back. And if you'll let him define what kind of people need to be in your circle, everything that you're working towards and you're dreaming about, God's going to help make that happen. He's there and he will surround you with the right kind of friends that you need to help you get to where you need to go. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, we got to close this out, but um, man, we love you guys and we are here for you. If you have any questions, make sure you DM us on our, on our social media stuff or reach out to us uh, on our website. We've got a form on there. You can send us an email or a text or whatever. Um, and so just please let us know how we can help. And for all the groups out there, we hope you have an awesome week this week. Yeah. You guys have a good one. Bye. Bye.